I'm declining politely all the bestiality. Uh, that would be an absolutely a no from Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. We have an unhinged, <laughs> we have a good episode coming, but before we start, we have our first guest. We have Jasmine on with us today. We are super excited, but before we get into Court of Nightmares, Jasmine, tell us about yourself, your favorite books, your trope. Just tell us about yourself. Well, okay, obviously, so I'm a, like, a romanticy girly. If it doesn't have fantasy in it, it's very hard to get me attached to it. Um, I obviously love A Court of Thorns and Roses from Blood and Ash. Um, I just read Blood and Steel, which I loved a lot. My favorite trope ever of all time is a super basic one. It's the one-bed trope. Mm. I was feral, feral <laughs> for a one-bed trope. When I see it coming, I just buckle up and get ready to just finish the whole book that night. That's my favorite trope ever. And I also do love the bodyguard trope, too. I think that's super hot. Mm. Um, and then probably if I'm not reading fantasy, I'll probably be reading, like, mafia or, like, darker romance like that. But that's this is, it. like, us coming together. Mixed together, yeah. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So I feel like most people that listen to this know this, but Emily and I were sorority sisters, and Jasmine was also a sorority. None of us are, like, really, you know, that, that died, but we lived. Yeah. So that's how we all know each other. <laughs> yeah. I still have letters on my car. Oh. <laughs> but just because I'm too lazy to take them off. I love that. I don't have my same car that I had in college. If I did, I think I'd probably still have my letters on just for the heck of it. Yeah, this time, like, it's like an ancient artifact, you know? I never had letters on my car, so can't really. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to get into it. Em, how are you? Jasmine, how are you? I'm good. I'm in peak baseball sister mode, just bebopping around. Candy Snyder's coming out with the hockey series. Everybody's getting engaged. That's kind of it. Planning a wedding, like we are talking about, I hate planning a wedding. Um, it's like three months away, so it's like in crunch time, which is why it's so stressful right now. Um, but I'm a big Bravo girly too. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the Bravo world right now that's been picking mm-hmm. up my entire brain. So I'm I'm living for the drama right now. I am also living for the Vanderpump drama. And I just am like I'm consuming content. Like it never stops. Yes, it never stops. I'm so ready for tomorrow so that the third part of the union comes out and it can finally be over. And I can finally think about literally anything else but Tom Motherfucking Cannonball. <laughs> Like it's consuming my brain. There's nothing else that I think of. I can't Jasmine stop. texted me and she wasn't, it was like for another person, but it was about the Sanderball drama. And Jasmine was like, wait, wrong person. But I just got so hooked after it. After she texted me, I had to do a deep dive. <laughs> so Emily and I listened to Chicks in the Office. Are you a Chicks person? Yeah. Okay. And the I fact that this all it. came out the literal day after Raquel was in their studio recording that's when I was like what the fuck yes uh, oh my god where were you when you learned about Tom Sandoval because I was taking a shit so oh (laughs) 
I would like for us to talk about an experience and I, Emily's not going to like this, but <laughs> last week after we recorded the podcast, Emily and I bought matching rose vibrators. <laughs> Without each other knowing. So I texted Sam, I was like, I'm at the yeah. sex store. And she's like, oh, what are you getting? And I was like, I got one of those like rose things. And Sab was like, I just ordered one on Amazon. She influenced yeah. me. I was like in Amazon browsing. And I was like, oh my God, I want one of those too. So we bought matching ones. Did you use it? How was it? Yeah. I'm giving mine an A. So I got the Adam and Eve. <laughs> the- <laughs> The blow gas <laughs> and the cover literally has like a tornado on it, but it has the rose and it has like a handle type thing, so it could be oh. multi-purpose. But I'm giving it an A, and I just have to say, so Adam and Eve they have like some stores, and um, there's one that opened by my house, an A plus experience. The lady was the nicest person to like walk you around, let you like test things on your hand, a plus experience. Mine is a little different. I brought it for show and tell because I need everyone to see this. We're going to learn how to clip videos again because I didn't buy the sucker one. I bought the tongue one. Look at this fucking shit. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. That's horrifying. I'm calling this, we refer to this as the devil in my household now because I'm scared of it. And like, it goes so fast. Okay, so that's the top part. Look at this fucking thing. So this apparently goes inside of you, which I didn't know until Seth shoved it Look at this. And then he started doing this. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, obviously you can't see it because it's a podcast, but it like elongates and is moving inside you. It's insane. Yeah, see, mine doesn't do that. I'm not gonna lie. I would recommend I was terrifying. Overwhelmed. I got it on Amazon. I'm not gonna give it a five-star review. Like it was too much. I was overwhelmed. I could not comprehend and it was aggressive like the tongue thingy and the the going inside of you thingy it was too much yeah that's horrifying it's a casual Tuesday for us (laughs) I just love that we bought we bought matching vibrators I thought that was such a fun experience (laughs) I have to force you to talk about it yeah, and the is the one that like it like sucks your clit right like it sucks it yes and then there's also like the handle can also like going like side of you and it has like five different modes but it doesn't move okay. and it can't be used like can't be used at the same time okay. oh yeah okay that makes sense so yeah it was a better experience this better than the first one I bought so I just had to force you to talk about it because like, what are the odds that we bought the same vibe at the same time? I thought that was such a wholesome experience. That's so cute. That's soulmate level shit, you know? <laughs> I also saw The Little Mermaid this weekend, the new one, with, is it Hallie? Chloe? One of the Baileys, right? They went to my middle school. Oh my God, did they really? They are a product of DeKalb County. 
Were you in middle school at the same time that they were? Like, yeah, do you know them? they're two years. They're like, I like, not like, they're from Aunt Holy's grade. So like, they know my cousin, but I don't, I just like know of them. God, fame and fortune. Wow. Anyways, I saw the movie. It was great. However, I would like to have a conversation about Prince Eric. Because Prince Eric is so hot, but he is so vanilla. Like you cannot convince me otherwise that he would not be the most vanilla prince of all time in all of Disney. Yeah, no, I can see that. But at the same time, like he fucked a fish. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty <laughs> spicy. Even this episode is bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> bestiality on their brain a lot i blame both of you this is my first ever bestiality read did you say it's gonna be your last yeah i can't do the bestiality yeah i don't think it was for me but like if there was beauty in the beast smut i would have been into it so that's where i'm like where's the yeah, line no you make points you make points yeah for sure yeah i beat the fuck out of that okay i take it back <laughs> I think I'm going to take a little bestiality break. <laughs> I already have Happy Place by Emily Henry on my nightstand. <laughs> I'm going to do a huge detox. You know, the best part of this is, is that we bought the hardcover, so we get to be with it forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was sexy. Jazzed on Saturday. I was at my brother's baseball game, and I was, like, reading it. And then there's this one girl. She was so close to me. And I was like, I have to close the book. <laughs> I was like, she like, this girl can fully see what I'm reading. I was reading this on the couch and like laughing out loud. I was like, Seth, you got to listen to this. And I was reading this like, are y'all okay? Like, this made me feel like I needed therapy. I was telling everyone at work about chapter 31 when I got there. And then they were all horrified. And I came back a few days later. And I was like, yeah, like I'm finished it. And then I think I'm going to get fired for it. Yeah, I was casually reading this at work yesterday, like during lunch in, at my desk. And I was like, I'm reading an eight sum, like just <laughs> reading an orgy. Alex was like, how's the hexagon love story? <laughs> and I was like, one, an octagon, <laughs> two, goodbye. Okay, what else have we been reading? This was it for me because it was just so long. Yeah. I'm rereading Zodiac Academy because I kind of stopped in the middle of it because I was like, too much is happening to these two girls. Like, it's stressing me out. Like, I need a little break. But after a few nightmares, I wanted to go back to something like I knew. So I'm rereading Zodiac Academy right now. I didn't realize you never read it. So you've never finished. No, I got like pretty like to the like I got pretty close to the end but I think I have like two books like at the end that I haven't read okay okay we can talk later because there's so much that goes on yeah um this is all I read but I did listen to Heartless by Elsie Silver today well the past like couple days at work I am in my small town cowboy era nobody can take me out (laughs) I am living for it and I think listening to audiobooks makes them spicier like if I would have normally given a book like a pepper and a half. I'm giving it two and a half peppers on the audiobook because it's just hotter. Yeah, I see that. In high school, I used to go on um, 
literotica.com if do you guys know the website I'm quite familiar <laughs> I would I would listen to it on my little headphones in my little high school classes. So I feel that. I get that. That's a slay. I Thank did you. listen. I only read, but you were ahead of your time. You can give it a try. It's hot. I still do that sometimes. Don't feel great. I think I might give it a go. I think I might listen to them on like my like my little walks that I do outside. Do you listen to them? Audible? Yeah. So I have an audible app. It is. And it's expensive, but I like forgot about it for six months. So I came back and I have six credits. (laughs) So it feels free right now, but I think it's like 10 bucks a month. It's kind of expensive. It's like the Kindle Unlimited subscription. I wonder if this is where like being a Libby person would pay off though, if you're getting your audiobooks from Libby, because surely they can't be as long of a wait as like the physical or like the Kindle books. I like delete my Amazon app at the beginning of the month and then re-download it. Like I put some stuff like on my like cart and then I like wait like two to three weeks if I really want it. And then when it's payday at the end of the month, because I only get paid once a month, then I go and look and see if I still want the things. And if I do, then I'll buy them. And in that process, you have to delete the whole app? Yeah, because it gets too tempting. (laughs) So getting into this book, so K.A. Knight is a USA Today best-selling indie author trying to get all of the stories and characters out of her head, writing the monsters that you love to hate. She loves reading and devours every book she can get her hands on and also has a worrying caffeine addiction. She leads her double life in a sleepy English town where she spends her days writing like a crazy person. Books by K.A. include Den of Vipers, their champion series, the Lost Coven series, and the Hero Complex. Today, we are discussing The Court of Nightmares, where we are introduced to Althea and her seven vampire judges. And we don't have a dedication this week, but the little note at the beginning of the book is, step into the dark and find the nightmares within. You know what I was just thinking? Like, does this actually have a trigger warning? And it does, but it's so brief. Let me read it to you. Please note, this is a dark romance, and as such, there may be scenes you find triggering. For in-depth trigger warnings, please contact K.A. Knight. Girl, (laughs) we need a little more. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, oh, hey, emailing, like, the author K.A. Knight, hey, can you send me the trigger warnings? Like, no, bitch, just put them in the beginning. Let me know that she's going to be fucking a spider. Like, please, for the love of God. I guess, like, that's my question. Like, I think if you're going to have bestiality in a book, like, we need to know ahead of time. Put that shit up front. Because <laughs> Emily and I would n- probably not have picked this had we known that we were going to be fucking a spider. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Favorite animal. <laughs> that's like, I'm the so terrified of spiders. <laughs> okay, getting into the plot. I really scrounged to the depths to come up with this, so... When Althea is rejected by her mate, she is plunged into darkness and cast out into the world on her own. With no other choice, she feeds on men and slowly turns her soul black. When a group of seven masked judges call her before them to judge her soul, she is deemed unworthy and sentenced to death. She has an effect on these judges, though, and for the first time in history, they wish they could save her. Upon her death, Althea is given a choice. Return to the world as a judge, just as the seven judges before her were given the choice, or proceed to death. If she returns, she must cleanse the vampire race alongside these seven men. 
Choosing to live, she stumbles back into the court of nightmares, free of her rejected mate and the bond that broke her. What she finds instead is seven new mates, seven kings who will come to worship her, their queen. There are a lot of dudes in this story, so I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of each one and what their, like, situation is. All right. We have Nathair, who is the oldest king. He's from the original court of nightmares, and he turns into a snake. Then we have Connell. He is a shadow master. He makes tea. And I personally think that he has the highest chance of being bi. <laughs> so he's the most likely to be into gay shit. Um, happy Pride Month. <laughs> Azul. He is broken as fuck. Homeboy is not okay. He makes wine. He is the ghost hunter. And he was like held captive by this other court. And it's like a huge part of the story. Then we have Osis. He is a soft boy. He turns into this white tiger and he helps ghosts cross over like into death. Then we have Lycus. He is a warrior. He is big as fuck. And then he turns into a like super venomous spider. Then we have Reeve. He's a tatted bad boy. And his like special skill is that he's a dream master. And then we have Zale, who is a dog, but not like a dog dog, like a werewolf kind of dog. (laughs) Um, And not only do we fuck a spider, we also fuck a dog, which was a hard no for me, but I really like Zale. I was really into Zale until he fucked her in dog form. So, and his dog is like a Doberman, (laughs) Doberman werewolf. I don't fucking know. Anyways, those are the seven men. (laughs) Listen, I still don't know what I read. <laughs> this I don't know how to explain it, but this just reminds me of the Tram Fam. The book we read with Tessie. No. I can't no, explain not. it. I can't explain it. Wait, I don't allow <laughs> you to talk about the Tram Fam in that way. <laughs> I just don't know how to explain it. I like the plot. And I wish that there was more of the plot and that the spice was more like organically inserted into the plot. Like the spice to me was just a little too cringy at times. And it, this book could have either been a series or 200 pages shorter. I like the aspect of getting revenge, but also I like that the court of like nightmares are redeemed villains but they have been destined to like save the world. So they, they are like you root for them, but they are the bad guys, but they're the bad guys that you're rooting for. Althea was a badass, and I like how she was more powerful than the men and they were goners for her. And I like the parts where she got to reconnect with her mom and see her mom again and see just like kind of cause her mom like died to have her. This was my first book that had bestiality and it took me a little aback. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> like it really did. Um, I had my boyfriend, my, I brought the book and I was staying at my boyfriend's house and he read chapter 31. He told me, babe, please go find like a rabbi. Like he was just like, he closed the book and he was just like, oh my God, but he didn't spoil me. <laughs> then I texted him when I got to chapter 31 and I was like, okay, if you're reading a part where she fucks a spider, you can tell me regardless if I say I don't want spoilers but it did just take me a little bit of back and Nathair is my favorite my favorite vampire 
I don't know how many I don't know how to rate this book I just I don't know if I can I didn't give it a star I just gave it a pepper yeah. yeah. Some things don't need to, some things don't need a Yelp review, you know, like some things <laughs> need to exist. No, I like what you said about um her being like more powerful because that was one of my favorite parts of the book and like the plot is how she was like more powerful than them and like they knew it and she knew it too. But I feel like sometimes in these books, like the girl is like, oh no, like I couldn't possibly be like more powerful than them. But she's like, yeah, no, fuck y'all. I know I'm more powerful. Y'all know too. Like, we're in this together, which I really appreciated. And I also liked that she didn't have, like, super traumatizing parents. Like, one of them was dead, which is, like, sad, of course. But, like, I feel like a lot of times in these books, they, like, are abusing them or, like, something like that. It's, like, doesn't, it's not, like, always integral to the plot. So I like that her parents were kind of, like, normal and she got to reconnect with one of them. Um... And then I think the ball scene plot-wise was my favorite part. Like, I love a good ball, like, the dresses, the music. Um, I loved how they were just, like, eating her out as, like, everyone was walking in. I thought that was one of the hardest parts of the book. Um, I thought the plot, it was there. I just wanted it to, like, develop a little bit more. Like, I think this would have been such a good book if, for one, the bestiality was taken out of it. And for two, it's like she could have done like a little trilogy of them or something. And like maybe look back on the spice a little bit, because I felt like the spice kind of took away from the plot at certain points. Like I've never said this about a book before, but they really did not have to be sucking that much. Like I loved it, but like plot-wise, it wasn't always like super necessary. But I think it would have been a really cute little trilogy if she had kind of broken it up a little bit more and put more of that plot in it. Can I say one of my quotes I forgot to share? Yeah. Um, it's on page four through chapter 52, fear is an emotion, but courage, courage is a decision. I just love that because I felt like that kind of was Althea's vibe. Like the whole book, like she was scared, but she just kind of like forced herself to like get over it and like use the guys to like get through things, which I appreciated. Yeah. She, like she said some profound things like it wasn't the plot was there and like some of the relationships and like the storylines were there it was just like a, a lot of sex but at one point she says for good or bad this bond is forever but friendship and love are about knowing the best and worst bits about the other person and still loving them it's about knowing everything about the other person including their hopes dreams and fears you have nothing to be ashamed of and I was like oh like they love each other they just fuck a lot which is great (laughs) the only relatable thing in this book was when she got her period that was the only (laughs) relatable thing was her getting her period okay but was it relatable though because she was like asking the the guys like drink her freaking period blood like yeah that was a lot that That part is not really i was getting tampon girl flashbacks yeah it was a lot it was a lot. I don't think you can compare this book because she also wrote Den of Vipers. I, you can't compare the two. No. This you felt can't. like an acid trip compared to Den of Vipers. Yeah. yeah and I, would, I would like to know where she's getting her drugs from because, again, I would like some of the drugs that she's doing, whatever they might be. I am interested. If you hear this, girl, let me know. Hit my line. I'm just really confused overall. But here we are, and we said we were going to read it, and we did. 
And mainly because Jasmine was like, I don't want to read this. And I said, well, if you finish it, you can come on the podcast. So this is my fault. <laughs> we want to get technical and I'm very sorry. I told you, I said, listen, you get to chapter 31 and then you tell me if you're finishing that goddamn book. Dude, it was too late by the time we got to chapter 31. We bought the fucking hardbacks. Like it was too late. I was committed from the start. I bought the hardback as soon as we announced that we were doing this book. Because I just love Den and Viper so much. So I was like, of course I'm gonna buy the hard copy of this book. Yeah. It's it you really can't compare it to Den of Vipers at all. I think that the main the female main characters had like similar vibes and like personalities, right? But the the men in the plot was so different to me that I don't think that you can compare. And the writing, honestly, was really different, too. Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into the spice because obviously there's a significant amount. I gave this five peppers. I feel like that was the only option. Like, that was my only choice. For me, personally, I gave it four peppers because it would have been five peppers. I know I've been talking about the bestiality a lot, but that really knocked off a pepper for me. That really took it down a level for me. That's fair. I I personally think that leveled it up. Okay. 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 The spice rating, I feel like (laughs) taking it up a notch. Not a notch that I liked, but it went up nonetheless. Okay. Heard. Well, you want to fuck the spider, so. (laughs) That's your favorite. So, you know, I expect this from you. I gave it four and a half. I had not found half a star for... Just the spider. Okay. All right, good. Well, we're well-rounded. We're averaging four and a half, which is good. I do personally find Lycus to be fine as all fuck. I mean, he's like built like a Mack truck. So I feel like y'all knew that this was coming. And in my head, when they mentioned that he had braids, I pictured him like the um, Avatar in the movie Avatar, you know, the big blue motherfucker. <laughs> That's what I pictured him as. And I was addicted, obsessed. I did what I did, and y'all should live like me. I just skipped the bestiality parts and acted like they didn't exist. And it honestly made a much better reading experience. Okay, I skipped the last two because, you know, there are three bestiality parts. I skipped the last two. But Savannah, you skipped the first one. And I would just, I would like to inform you that in that scene that you skipped, he inserts one of his little spider legs into her vagina and breaks it off and then fucks her with the leg. Just in case that changes your yeah. opinion on anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, would just, I would just like for you to know that, Savannah. Did she like it? <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. She did. She thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know a point where a spider could potentially fuck me, but like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just found him very hot and I just again oops, skirted right past it. <laughs> the webs were hot. Y'all are fucking lying if you don't think that the webs were hot. Emily. No, the webs were hot. No, the webs were hot. I have it down here that the webs were hot. Do not come for me. She was just like, I know this bitch is not about to act she don't want to be tied up. Like that's not what we're doing today. No, I have that the webs were really hot. But I wish it wasn't like the spider form all right well yeah yeah i wish that seven spider wants to come tie my ass up like that's fine 
my three favorites. So Lycus was my favorite. Reeve is like also my favorite. The rational part of me understands that Reeve should probably be my favorite. So whatever. In my head, he has a British accent, which really upped the game for me. And then I liked Osis and he was a good girl king, which, you know, I stand, but he was like a little bitch. <laughs> I just couldn't get behind it. He was a little too soft for me. However, the scene that I have highlighted involves two of the three. What does she taste like? Osis murmurs, lifting his head, his bright eyes meeting mine. Like goddamn heaven, Reed groans in his British accent, thrusting his tongue inside me. I throw my legs over his shoulders, watching as he grinds his cock into the bed as his big hands span my hips and drag me closer. So every inch of my pussy is covering his face as he feasts. I love how you taste, he tells me, as he lowers his head and licks my nipple again. Oh, never mind. (laughs) That's when he said that they wanted to breastfeed from her, so I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I forgot about that that part too. Crazy what you can forget about. (laughs) Can I tell y'all, one of my bosses at my restaurant, um, he, I was, I went to the office to ask for a cut one day and then he started launching into the story about how he was dating this woman who had just had a baby and she squirted his breast milk or her breast milk in his face and he loved it. And then he spent a year trying to find breast milk to like put into his coffee. Be fucking for real. I am being so fucking for real right now. <laughs> fucking for real. I hate it. It was terrifying. I've had enough. and so I read that part and I think I blocked it out because it reminded me of that and I was like I don't need to think about that right now but thank you for reminding me thank you so much for telling us (laughs) you're welcome welcome. I am truly a blessing for this planet (laughs) so my two favorites were Osis and Connell I love a soft little sad bitch boy I I love it. I just love it. Um, And then with Connell, I want him to like hide in the shadows and then like hunt me around the mansion and like scare me. And, but then like jump out and like take me, like I think that would be so hot. Um, And then obviously vampire sex is always hot, but like, listen, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I think this book gave me like a blood kink. Like I was into it. Like there was so much blood everywhere and I love them just like fucking around in all the blood. Sorry if that's gross, but that's what y'all get from me. I do agree that the webs were super hot. I liked how the second time she fucks the spider, um, she like the spider ties her up. And then I skipped the part where the spider does stuff. But once I saw like quotes from like a person speaking, I started reading it again. So I liked how like the spider tied her up like in the webs. And then the person like Lysis started like actually fucking her like with his human body. Back to the blood, though, I texted this to Savannah, but I was like, do they not have Astroglide in this <laughs> world? Like, they use blood as lube, like, an aggressive amount. Like, is there not Astroglide? Like, is that not a thing in this universe? Um, but overall, the non-bestiality parts were really hot. Um, I just, it was so hard to keep track of, like, who was doing what to her. And I also want to know, like, we only have three holes right like what are the other guys doing like are they just like jacking off like waiting their turn are they fucking each other like are they playing video like what are they doing while they're waiting like we only have three holes you know what I mean like what is the thing here except in that last scene one of them fucks the other like while they're waiting like no the way that I pictured it in my head 
<laughs> you know, in physics, when you learn about fucking inertia and <laughs> small <laughs> <thing ever. laughs> she's being fucked by the the guys are fucking over here, and then it's like you know ricocheting as the inertia balls into each other. <laughs> and she says, that. she says, that. "Fuck me through him." <laughs> like, I love science. I love physics. Hot. I love a book that'll teach you science. Hot. Yeah, but I was also like very confused too because I was like, I was like, this is just so many holes and penises and just, I just couldn't. When Simon said at best, he was like, do they pull names out of the bowl? Like, what do they do to like pick? Like, who gets to go first? Like, do they have discussions? Like, okay, today you'll fuck her first and I'll be the last one in the vagina. Then we can like switch tomorrow. Like, how do they pick who's fucking her first? I personally wish that we would have gotten a little bit more gay stuff (laughs) like that would have made me happy just a little bit more action between the two of them because like the guys had to be fucking before she got there yeah they like they he they hinted at it yeah so that's what I wanted more of personally that would have made up for the bestiality if there was like more gay shit in there I would have reminded as much (laughs) Okay. I gave four and a half peppers. Yeah. See, chapter 31, I really thought it was hot. Like, if you've been here for a while, I think that stuff was hot. I liked the webs. I just wish it wasn't spiders because I really cannot stand spiders. I have two quotes that I really like. One, um, I'm large, my queen. I only want your screams of pleasure this time. So get my cock nice and wet so you can ride me. And then the second is he slides up my legs and like his binds my arms, keeping me locked in place as Nathair's forked tongue lashes the air. He slides between my parted thighs and before I can stop him, his forked tongue flutters across my pussy. Nathair was my favorite vampire, also shocker to none, like to nobody. So I didn't really like the core of Vampire Queen, but I like the vampire sex more in this book. I think it was just rough brutal and hot and so but it just kind of some parts I was just kind of confused as to who was fucking who I think that eight might have been a little bit too much but she was really getting her cardio in she was getting worked in and there was just like some like where it was just like at some points like all like come like homegirl just needed to eat to survive and then one of the vampires is thrusting his hips in the air because he's about to come so it's just an endless endless world of orgasms there's where's the water after where's the power rate after homegirl just gets up and just goes again what I personally cannot handle was the amount of times that we said cream and gush I've had enough oh, no I really have it marked I have it marked in my book the first time she said cream and I said absolutely fucking not like, I've had not enough doing this. I've had enough creaming and gushing for a fucking lifetime <laughs> Yes, so gross. But I like the blood to me wasn't so much like a an inversion. Like I think like it just I don't know, this book just have just lots of mixed feelings about it. Like I wasn't I didn't think that the snake part was as bad as the spider part. I don't fuck with snakes, so that's why I don't personally fuck with the snake part. I am not deathly afraid of spiders, so I think that's why like on a basic level it didn't bother me as bad but I do not fuck with snakes and I could not handle that shit 
Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Four and a half. I think that this is a good segue into some discussion questions. <laughs> I would have loved to watch Emily come up with what animal would you least want to fuck? <laughs> you laughed so hard reading it. Um, but what animal would you least like to fuck? Jellyfish. That terrifies me. I'm so scared of them. Can you elaborate on jellyfish? That's such a specific answer. Oh my God. Okay. So, okay. Someone in our sorority, I think it was you, had the theory about, I want to say, like, crocodiles or alligators, like, taking over the world. Is that you? That is Sav's theory. Okay, listen, I I have that theory about jellyfish. Like, you can't tell me that they can't put their little tentacles together and talk and form a big web and, like, take over the planet. Like, you cannot tell me that shit. Like, they're so scary. And the way they, like, float through the ocean, they're like ocean spiders. You know what I mean? Like, I hate spiders, like, on land. But they're just, like, ocean spiders that can just, like, fucking blob everywhere. And they are so terrifying. And also, like, the whole electrocution aspect of it. No, thank you. Okay. Very specific, but very well explained. Thank you for providing that. It was me that thought that snakes, alligators, and sharks are taking over. the Like, they're plotting to take over the human race and, like, really eradicate us as a species. And so, with that being said... I do not fuck with snakes. I don't want a snake near me. Um, And I also don't fuck with alligators. I don't want anything to do with that. I didn't include sharks because I can't think of a situation where I would like potentially have to fuck a shark. (laughs) I just left that one out, but it's included as well. Mine is definitely spider or cockroach. I just cannot. I'm allergic to cockroaches. That's another addition to why it's, but I I just really can't. I think we can move on. I don't need to think about this anymore. Because thinking yeah, about a big ass cockroach makes me want to vomit everywhere. Please. Okay. What is the max number of men you could have in a harem? I think two to four. I like, I like five because then you have lots of options. You know what I mean? Like you kind of cycle through them. And like when you're having like group sex, like there may only be like one person like on the outs and that can just be like the guy like jacking off or like you tease him while he jacks off better or whatever that he gets to join in I feel like there won't be anyone like really super like left out if it's mm-hmm. just like five people and the girl I think like three to five is probably my number I like the concept of seven because the, there's seven days in a week <laughs> so that makes it really easy to track out time but it was seven was too many I was lost I was confused I couldn't tell who was where she didn't know what was going on so three would be like you know like a a nice number four would be healthy and then I think five would be like we're bordering on too much I agree yeah because as we've talked about with with reverse harems before I have logistical questions because <laughs> I know like who's cooking who when are we using the bath like when are we showering like who where are we sleeping are we all in one bed because that's a lot of fucking people to be in one room together are we all trying to get her pregnant like if she gets pregnant do we, I just have a lot a lot of logistical questions no me too and then again like the actual sex acts like how do they decide who's taking turns again how do they decide who's going first who's going last like 
how do they decide oh like I'll just fuck her mouth today I'll take her pussy tomorrow like is there a schedule like is it like a chore chart kind of deal with like vagina mouth ass like you just kind of cycle through it like I have a lot of questions as well yep it's just I just like who has the stamina (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get to the core of it this bitch is having orgasms seven times a fucking day how is she walking like how how is she doing anything other than just like sleeping and fucking like her stamina goes stupid like that shit is crazy I will say I had very hot sex while reading this book. So like, if there's one thing that it gave me, it gave me that. So I don't have any complaints. I went back to back last night. It was fucking amazing. And that's all I got to say. I've had a UTI, so I haven't been able to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Moment of silence for our fallen soldier. (laughs) Yeah, RIP, my pussy. What about you, Em? Yeah, I was gonna say, Emma, are you gonna share her wiki? <laughs> no. <laughs> so this has become a favorite segment of ours. So we are going to describe our like our favorite vampire, our boo. So Nathar was my favorite vampire. He is my boo. Shocker to no one. He wears loafers without socks and like a white button down with a few buttons unbuttoned when he wears a suit. He's a dick to a lot of people but he treats you like an absolute princess. He has a square jaw and like a flowy black hair. Like if you watch hockey, he reminds you of Matt Barzell from the New York Islanders. He has a thigh tattoo and a full arm sleeve, but he, ha- he has to have the thigh tattoo and he never lets you drive. Sedana, you next. I want to save mine for last because I gave it a lot of thought. Okay. I did Reeve just because I don't need to be flamed anymore about liking this not <laughs> enough. Again, I think he has like a posh British accent, but I also think that he's a blue collar boy. Like he's giving like mechanic or something with his hands um, covered in tattoos, neck to like foot. He prefers tea to coffee. I think that he's wearing a chain. And like when you do something particularly hot, like he would put the chain in his mouth. Um, And I think that he has a fucking attitude which sometimes you just are in the mood for and also I'm envisioning like hand tattoos and that he would call those your favorite necklace oh I like that okay I did Osis my little baby boy okay Osis is one of those like hipster boys who like smokes a lot of pot but like he knows where the clitoris is um but he wears like the skinny jeans that are kind of like half cuffed up like he rolls them up um, he wears like Vans with them or Converse, but he's really like a Vans guy. And he'll wear like a um, like a flannel, but, like a black flannel, because he's like a little bit punk too. Um, and he smokes cigarettes, like he chain smokes cigarettes. Um, but it's okay because he's like obsessed with you. Like he'll do anything for you. A little bit in like a toxic way, but not toxic to where it's like abusive, just toxic enough to where like it's really hot. Um, and the cigarettes are okay because sometimes he'll get a little kinky, like he'll put them out on you during sex. Um, and he also plays the guitar but he plays the ukulele more than he plays the guitar and he is the drummer in a shitty local band trying to break into the local punk scene i can envision it yeah i can also envision it but i'm not fucking that person i am really honest i am not fucking that person (laughs) he also that thing that i just described is like a conglomerate of all my exes too so no, when Sav was describing her boo, 
I forgot his name. I know Sav loves the guy from Good Girls. Oh, get in the car, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what you were describing. Oh my God, it is, but he's British. (laughs) It's like when Love Island comes back. You know, everybody's British when Love Island is on. (laughs) Well, good to know we have a type. You know, Okay, so our next segment is we have to enter our boyfriend pyramid. As you guys know, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. At the bottom, you have your ultimate friends with benefits. You might be telling your friends, might not be, could be long-term, could be short-term. Then the next step is meet the parents. He could be the one, could not be the one. And then you have white picket fence. You have the two kids, the red door, the dog, just a happy life. And at the top of the top, you have God tier, where it is, he is just the perfect male, like, specimen. So, where are we putting these men, guys? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. We have to do the boyfriend pyramid, because we always do the boyfriend pyramid, right? For me, personally, I'm giving this a 24-hour go. It's almost like when you go on a little bender, you know, <laughs> like, when you maybe drink and then you start drinking again at 3 a.m and like you don't really stop and then like 24 hours later you're like holy fuck I've been through some things like that to me is what this would give and so I'm never gonna I mean the bestiality I am gonna turn down I'm gonna politely decline that um offering but the seven dudes I'd be like all right like I'll do it for a day and have some great stories and then I'm gonna move on and I'm probably not I'm gonna unfollow everyone on Instagram I'm never gonna get their phone numbers like we are gonna swiftly move on so for me um I'm kind of on the same wavelength um I would go for all of them and I would do a perfect week where I would have a different dick each day of the week right um and then I wouldn't talk to any of them again except for Osis he could be my sneaky link. Like I wouldn't tell anyone about him. I would just kind of sneak off and have sex every now and then, but like would not tell anyone. He would just be a sneaky link. That's where I am with them. I have a question. If you yes. are doing this every day for a week, you're not, you're not coming in as a group. <laughs> you're not holding a council meeting with all of them together. You know what? You make points. So let me adjust. Let me adjust. The perfect week, one a, one a day for a week. And then I'm going to have a special eighth day where it's going to be an orgy with all of them. And if that ever happens, Savannah, I will let you know the logistics of it. I'll let you know how it happens, how they picked. Yeah. But then Osis, again, is still going to be my little sneaky link. She had to revisit. She said it on the Sabbath. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the eighth day, we do the opposite of rest. (laughs) Okay. I'm putting the fair for me personally and God tier. The other set... (laughs) ability to put motherfuckers in the last year is literally unhinged and unmatched and you know what you just keep being you we love you wait who's his roommate who's his roommate up there hades okay i put hades in god tier yeah i just was so not expecting (laughs) you to put anyone in god tier i was taken aback the other six I'm declining politely all the bestiality. Uh, that would be an absolutely a no from Emily. But I'd like to give the other six a try. We're not going to come together for a special union on the seventh day. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. I would just be like, because I'm the type of person, if like the vibe is even off with one person the whole night, I'm just like, oh, 
like I would make them like happy. I'm not gonna be able to concentrate to me thinking about okay, is this person having fun? Is this person having fun? Da-da-da. So I'm not gonna do a special council meeting for all of them, but I do want to give the other six a go around. Okay, everybody gets a ride. I like it. <laughs> Wait, I have a last minute question. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so in this scenario, okay, if you were having the council meeting, group sex with all of them, who would you want in what hole? Christ almighty. <laughs> We've got to get to therapy, everyone. <laughs> huh, give me a second to ponder. Think about that. So for me, my answer is that... <laughs> That's ready. Um, so obviously I'm obsessed with Osis. Like he he's getting the vagina. He's getting the first go in the vagina too. Um I think I'm gonna I'm gonna suck Nathar off. He's gonna be fucking my throat. <laughs> I thought that would sound more classy than say giving a blowjob, but like it didn't. For my ass, I'm gonna give it to Connell because I feel like he has the smallest penis of all of them. Um, and I am the anal virgin, so I think I would give it to him to kind of break me in. All right. I've put some thought into this. I'm not giving anybody my ass because y'all remember the butt plug <laughs> I am not doing that shit again. So my ass is going to stay mine. I would like for Lycus to fuck me and no... I would like for someone to fuck me and then Lysis to fuck them and then for them to ping pong inside of me. That's what I want, number one. And then I feel like Osis had the best dirty talk. So I would want him to be in my mouth because I think that he would be like, you're you're doing so good. You're, you know, the classic thing that I want. And then I would like some gay stuff going on. So they could just like be elsewhere like I don't need Nathair anywhere near me <laughs> I don't fuck with that so um and I do think Connell probably has a small like they could be a, like almost providing like the entertainment you know what I mean like they could be over there Emily <laughs> I don't think I can categorize which vampire gets which holes I'm just gonna pick the three that I would want to have sex with the most Nathair, obviously. I'm going to put Reeves as two. And then without the bestiality part, I'm going to put Lycus because he's a big boy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will not be flamed for liking Lycus. Not enough. So that's my three. Beautiful. Hard-hitting questions here on the Spice Rock podcast. Only the important questions. Okay, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of the Spice Rack. It was unhinged. This book was unhinged, but you know what? No better time to bring a guest on than when there's a book with fucking seven dudes and a um, little bit of bestiality. So thanks, Jasmine, <laughs> Thank for being you. here. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Next week, we're going to read If Only You by Chloe Lee. So we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.